Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the History of Science podcast. Here, in every episode, I pick up a scientific or technological advancement and try to take you back in time to trace its journey and find the events and people who were instrumental in its success. So, without further ado, let's get started. The internet. We see the internet more as a recent invention, maybe more in the last couple of decades or maybe three decades. But then, it was in the early 1900s that Nikolaus Tesla actually thought of a system which was called the World Wireless System. In fact, he even got investors to put in money into it. Investors, not not small investors, investors like J.B. Morgan were ready to put money into it. But like many inventions at those times, it was way early of its age. And it was not until the 1960s when the first big step towards that vision was taken, where a group of researchers developed a concept called packet switching, which found, which became the fundamental basic of how data would be transmitted in the network. What, what is packet switching? Packet switching was just a way of grouping data into different segments and each of these groups would have a header and a payload. You can think of a packet as more of a package that you send to the courier service where the address on the top is the header and the contents of the box are the payload. We got to see this in action in the late 1960s where the packet switching technique was adapted by a US defense funded organization which came up with the most notable ancestor of the modern internet called the ARPANET, ARPANET, which allowed computers to communicate on the same network. Well, in 1969, ARPANET delivered its first ever message from a computer in the University of California, Los Angeles to another computer at the Stanford University. Fun fact. This message consisted only of five alphabets, L-O-G-I-N. However, ARPANET was so fragile and so uh, was still in the early stages of development that ARPANET crashed. It was able to send only the first two letters. Another interesting fact, all both of these computers, one at the one at UCLA and the one at Stanford, were each the size of a small house. In the 1970s, researchers came up with a model called the TCP-IP communication model, which set the standard for how data would be transmitted between multiple networks. And in 1983, this model was adapted by the ARPANET. However, all of these had only set the foundation for an invention that we very well recognize today, and is often hard to differentiate, the World Wide Web. Unlike all the earlier progress, the WWW was invented in Europe. It was Tim Berners-Lee, a British scientist at the European Research Organization, CERN. The idea behind it was to provide the scientists and researchers a way to share information. In fact, the first ever website was hosted on Burnley's NEXT computer with the web address info.cern.ch. Also, you can go and still check that website out. It just contained all the information about the project called World Wide Web. Four years later, CERN put the first type of website in public domain and created an open license for it, which was instrumental in building the web ecosystem we see today. The invention of the web, however, was the very milestone that helped popularize the internet among the public, whereas the internet was viewed more as a tool for researchers or for security organizations of government. But only after the invention of the World Wide Web, it became more and more famous and that's where it helped spread its wings. Though while it's often confused with the internet itself, the web is actually just the most common means of accessing data online in the form of websites and hyperlinks. Well, from this story, 
I think there are a few things that stand out. One, that for a revolutionary technology to materialize, it takes the efforts of brilliant engineers, scientists, and programmers across time zones, working in different decades of history, to build upon each other's work to achieve a common goal. Had it not been for people working through four decades in different countries at different laboratories, trying to understand what would be a better way of going forward, we would never have come to this point. Two is how the internet and the web has evolved from struggling to send five alphabets to holding and transferring terabytes of data in a matter of seconds. Three is how had CERN not released it as an on an open license and not created a, a a playground for us to build upon. I don't think the web would have been so popular today. So these little decisions that are taken by people sitting in boardrooms and these hardworking scientists who sit down and make sure they build the best products, these are the heroes who are making our world a better place. Well, thanks to the internet, that's the reason I have this podcast today. Well, that's it for this episode. So. This is the first ever episode. I'm going to do this every week. I haven't uh, set a timeline for when I'm going to release my future episodes, but I'm going to make sure I do them quite frequently. Maybe after a couple of episodes, we can we can set a day on which I'll be releasing the next episode every week. So for now, you can find this at the History of Science podcast on any podcast app, catcher app that you use, any podcast network that you use. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys.